Hello, I'm Joe Hilliard. And I'm Aislinn Campbell. Welcome to our weekly podcast. It's Dinner Table Talks. We get together here every week and invite you into our lives around the dinner table. It's food, family, friends, and fun. It's Dinner Table Talks. If you'd like to learn more about us or a little more about the podcast, we suggest you listen to episode one. And you can learn how to get in touch with us, where to find us across social media, leave us a voicemail feedback at dinnertabletalks.com. Pull up a chair. Dinner is served. Hi, everyone. Here we are sitting at the dinner table. I'm, of course, Aislinn Campbell and with me always... Joe Hilliard. How are you, love? I'm good. I'm good. I see you enjoying a glass of red wine tonight. Yes. I found one that I like, and I seem to be drinking a little of that uh, every night. I am looking for. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this episode, and at the top of it, like we do whenever we need to, it is time for that part of the show where we go back to last week and answer some of those questions we didn't know. Apropos, it's called... Unanswered Questions. And the first one is just one of those things when you've got a word on the tip of your tongue and you know the word and you know that you should know the word. And remember we were talking about going to our favorite breakfast diner last week uh-huh. and the place that you sit, it looks like a bar. You sit there and you order. It's right there near the kitchen window. Is it a bar? Is it? No, it's called a counter. Yeah. So I actually happen to it's be- It's the dining li- counter. Duh. I actually happened to be listening to that episode with my mom Uh at the same time, which I think that might be the first time I've ever listened to an episode with her the first time. together. Yeah. And she goes, it's called a diner. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, it wasn't, it's not a thing. It's the counter. Do you want to sit at the counter? Yes, we'll go sit at the counter. Little, Little tiny one. The other thing that we talked about last time, I like to know the origin of spices because I'm a, I'm a gardener and a lot of the herbs and spices that we use, I can actually grow. And so I asked a question last time about paprika. I said, I think I said paprika, maybe it's a seed. I don't know what it is. And then of course, you know, paprika I know is a pepper, but I know we're going to get back to that in just a second. But I also mentioned that there's always a confusion about cilantro, coriander, camino, cumin, what is all that? We did a little bit of research. What is cilantro versus coriander? Cilantro or coriander not only has two common names, but is entirely different identities and uses. So cilantro, coriandrum sativum. Well said describes the first vegetative state of the plant's life cycle. After the plant flowers and develops seeds, it is referred to as coriander. So okay? the, the plant you're talking about is what I'm going to cut up and put in my salsa? Exactly. The leaves. That's exactly right. right. So when you're growing cilantro, and this is an important thing to know, because a lot of people don't realize that uh, here in South Texas, we actually grow cilantro in the wintertime. Because cilantro likes cold weather. Well, cilantro is the green part of it. Here, you know, Here's a little gardener lesson. The green stuff grows in the winter time, and then the flowers come as the weather warms in the spring, and then you begin to get to the point where you have the fruits and the seeds as the weather warms in the, the summer part of the, the season. Coriander, cilantro is interesting because it is different flavor profiles and different seasonings depending on where it is in the plant. So you're using it fresh when it's the plant, cilantro. In my pico de gallo. Right? So it's it's Asian dishes, Mexican dishes, Thai dishes, Vietnamese dishes. So pho, when we talked about pho, they mm-hmm. put cilantro in pho. They do. Um, you know, lots of different Thai recipes we use that in as well. When the plant begins to flower, it is now has now become coriander. 
And it's interesting because we've talked about how cilantro actually doesn't taste as good once it begins to flower. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that same strong, pungent cilantro flavor. Have you ever mowed over a patch of cilantro? Well, I have, and you have, so have, have you. Yeah, but... the whole, like, you're, you're all of a sudden, you're it's very floral, and you're walking through this cilantro cloud. Right. So now you've got, the flower is what you call bolting. It's flowering, and it's going to seed, and it's got these little round seeds. Cilantro grows and seeds very, very easily. It will grow back. It kind of becomes a weed, actually, which is why you said you've mowed over it before. Mm-hmm, like a little patch of it. And then it's something that you can grind, and that's coriander. Cilantro is actually in the carrot family. Uh, you've got the carrot, you've got parsley, you've got parsnips. There's there's quite a few yeah, things the tops, in that. The tops do look similar. They look the same. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, and you can use carrot tops. So you can make a, a pesto and Yeah, he's and like a like real that. bulky comedian. Oh, he's hilarious. I've seen him in concert. I have too. <laughs> oh, God. Separate, I don't know if that's something to... Uh, brag about? There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, so here's another interesting thing about cilantro. Most people either love it... Or hate it. This is fascinating. Taste experts aren't sure why, but for some people, the smell of fresh coriander is fetid and the taste is soapy. Uh huh. So I hear that 2% of the population finds cilantro to have a different flavor. They actually can't taste it at all. One of our gardeners uh, with the Grow Local organization, she hated cilantro and she would have to harvest cilantro for sale. And she said everything about it bugged her. The like, smell. Like why would anyone the... buy this disgusting thing? But right. everyone else is like, hmm, I need it's, it for my pico de gallo. It's delicious. So another thing that, I, and I don't know how I didn't realize this, but I thought coriander and cumin were actually the same thing. And they're not? Nope, they are not. And that's cumin camino. Cumin is a spice made from the dried seed of a plant known as cuminum simonum. Well said. Which is a member of the parsley family. So also within the same family. However, a little bit of a different flavor profile. Cumin is one of the most popular spices and is commonly used in Latin American, Middle Eastern, North American, and Indian cuisines. Among many others, it is available both as whole seeds as well as in the ground form. And so... Camino, we use on almost Every everything. Day. Yeah, all yeah. the time. I mean, we even talked about in the Thanksgiving cranberry sauce that there was some Camino and cilantro in, in that. Camino and cilantro, I think, just go together very often in a lot of recipes. I made some pulled pork yesterday, but I put it on a, a rub on it first before I sear it and then put it in the Instant Pot, and it called for cumin. Very good. Backtrack to where this kind of started last week, and that was with paprika. Because we decided that the J-Hack seasoning, and which, by the way, for those of you that don't know or haven't heard the episode where you know what J-Hack is, when we say J-Hack, J-Hack is the Joe Hilliard, Aislinn Campbell combination. It's the name that we have come up with for our family. J-H-A-C, that's J-Hack. You'll hear us use that from time to time. But we say that paprika is the J-Hack seasoning. Then I said, well, what seed does that come from? And of course, as a gardener, duh, it's not a seed. It's actually a pepper. You get under these lights and you get in front of these microphones and Sometimes your mind just goes blank. Might have been a couple of glasses of wine. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> well, you're drinking it every night. <laughs> so what did you learn? I'm glad that you asked me that, and I'm glad that we can answer it because we use paprika, like we said, all of the time in everything. Did you know it's the fourth most popular spice in the world? Of course it is. It's made from dried and ground peppers that are part of the capsicum anium species. Well said. Did you know that there there is a dry chili name and then a fresh pepper name so you know that there's an ancho pepper right you've heard of that of course okay well there's also a poblano pepper oh we've cooked with those it's the same pepper 
Mm. Ancho is dried. Poblano is fresh. So ancho is Spanish for dried poblano? It's not a direct thing, but that's what you call it when it's dry. So, and I actually believe that that is the same case with paprika. Because, you know, I'm always going to bring you some sort of uh, perspective from the grower. Right. I saw you out in the garden today. And I was made me very happy. Okay. I have story. Right. I have stories to tell. Okay. I'm talking about paprika. Thank you very much. Our favorite. On another show. Chili peppers were discovered by Christopher Columbus. Did you know that? On his voyages to the New World. And he brought them back to Europe. And that's where they proliferated from. Landing primarily, or I should say rather most popularly, in Hungary and Spain. You've heard of Hungarian paprika? No. That's the national spice of Hungary. Goulash, they use paprika in everything. They have eight different varieties. You're going to have to make me some Hungarian goulash I then. think that I'm, I'm going to rise to that challenge, and I only do it in 17 episodes. And then Spanish <laughs> paprika, which are the peppers uh, used to make... No, I don't want some cheesy goulash crap, like a, just a bunch of stuff you spun together in the pan. Uh, honey, when do I make cheesy That's crap? actually, the, that's the way I cook. Before, before you took over the cooking of the kitchen, it, I was making goulash and stew on a regular basis. Ask ask my kids. In Spain, their paprika is smoke dried. They That's dry that their, ancho poblano same thing. They dry their peppers their uh -huh. over smoldering oak fire and then they grind it in slow moving stone wheels. So that's uh, the history of paprika. We use it all of the time, and I'm eager because I just buy plain paprika. I, uh -huh. just, I just buy paprika. paprika. Yeah. I'm l eager to buy some Hungarian paprika, Spanish paprika, and begin to play with it and get learn. Into the, yeah. Get into the paprika flavoring. Okay, and so we have one more unanswered question. You kept talking about the congealed salad. Well, I kept asking, what the hell is it? What's congealed? I don't know what this is. And, you brought and it, your family brought it to Thanksgiving. Right. I and then don't. I make the comment that it's been brought in this green bowl right, and the it's a family heirloom. And so my mom has called in oh. on and left us a voicemail oh. on Anchor. Interesting. So let's listen to that. Hi, Aislinn and Joe. This is Vicki, Aislinn's mom. I'm calling in to discuss that congealed salad conversation. I wanted to let you know that the bowl has been in my family for as long as I can remember. And I have eaten congealed salad out of it since I was a small child. It's a creamy, green, swirly kind of bowl that you would see in an antique shop. And uh, my grandmother owned it, and then she put her congealed salad in it. Then she died, and my mom got it. And then when my mom didn't need a kitchen anymore, she gave the bowl to me. And so that is what I will put congealed salad in until I don't make congealed salad anymore. Okay, well, that clears up half of it, I suppose, for me. Well, sure. Now we've gotten our first interaction, which we, is was fun. And okay, it's my mom, whatever. No, I expect your mom is our biggest fan. She is the podcast's <laughs> biggest fan and advocate. But listen, my mom has already told me very clearly that she is always going to be my greatest advocate. That is the truth. <laughs> I know now more about the green bowl, and I will look for it at Christmas and Thanksgivings in the future. Where's the green bowl if it's not around? But so you got that part. I still don't know what the hell a congealed salad is. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we can get her to like... No, let's not even get her. Okay, your mom's our biggest fan. So Let, she's listening. Let's not tell her about this. Oh let's see if she listens to the episode. <laughs> and Vicky, if you're listening, you need to call back and tell us more about the actual congealed salad. There's more. Stay tuned. The congealed salad. 
So that's how it works. It's really simple and we really want your interaction. And you know what? We are getting interaction on Instagram. You guys are interacting out there. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see a little bit of movement on Facebook. A ton of it. We want you guys to interact with us. Because, We'd love to hear your voice on the show. Yeah, we want you to get involved in the Dinner Table Talk. Go on our website, dinnertabletalks.com. On there, you can leave us a voice message. Say anything. The table topics question, answer That's the that. way I, I imagine people might want to really chime in. Yeah, and argue with us. If you disagree, like, listen. If we say some bullshit. We want to hear about it, <laughs> That's right? That's right. Because here's the thing. Every good dinner table conversation has a little bit of disagreement. And we want to know what you agree. We want to know what you disagree with. Listen, I am a podcast listener. And I'm screaming at podcasts. I'm talking to those people. And I know you are too. So jump in there. Dinnertabletalks.com. Send us a voicemail. Do it today. I'll say one last thing. If we're talking about a recipe and you see an improvement on that recipe, I would love to hear about that. We can't talk about congealed salads, green bowls, and spices all day. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about food. The anticipated, what? much awaited. What are you talking about? Beans. They got made? You made beans. Success. You made us a homemade barbecue with beans. We got some potato salad, but let's talk about your beans. I wanted to make you pinto beans. I said several episodes ago, I had some kind of weird phobia of getting into the world of beans because I never liked beans or cooked beans growing up. And this show allows me to challenge myself sometimes to break barriers. Yeah, I mean... I broke the bean barrier. You... <laughs> I broke the bean barrier. So, well, I mean, I, I think what's fun about this show... Well, there's a lot of things fun about this show. But I think what's fun is that you, you say, we're doing this thing or... We're going to go do this thing or we're going to try this thing. Yeah, like I'm making goulash sometime soon. That's exactly right. A couple episodes or the Thanksgiving episode, you talked about making the... I grew pumpkins. Right. And you talked about making some pumpkin treats. I was going to make you some grain-free pumpkin treats. And I smell something really good right now. Well, it took me a week to do it, but it got done. And I made you the, the grain-free, of course, pumpkin bars. Uh-huh. With added chocolate chips. Those were the chocolate chips Don't that I broke into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last week. I got, Don't tell any secrets that I got, we're I coming back to this. I got caught chocolate-handed. So, yeah, there's some pumpkin odors wafting through the house yes. right now. And it smells More to very come. Good. More oh, to come. Oh, you want to talk about that later. More to come. Do you so, want me to talk about these beans? Tell me all about them. Tell me, tell me what it took to make the beans, and then let's talk about the beans and okay. all the other good stuff. I went to the source, your mom, for her pinto bean recipe, and thank you all that sent recipes in on all of our different social media I kind of combined them all because everywhere I went and we run into friends that listen to the podcast, oh, you're doing beans soon? Don't forget the salt pork or don't forget the ham hock. And now I've got two competing pork additions to give the beans some flavor, some fatty flavor. Don't forget cilantro. Oh, you're making beans? Better put in some jalapenos. I mean, everywhere I went, I was yeah. getting suggestions, suggestions, suggestions. Well, that's fun. It was fun. So I kind of combined some of the suggestions. I could only use some of the suggestions, and I used your mom's recipe as a guide. And you go buy your beans, bag of beans, pound. Didn't want to overdo it the first time. The chickens got a lot of the beans because a pound of beans makes a lot of beans. Yeah. You pick through your beans. Make sure there's no little rocks. Make sure there's no little burnt, over-dried beans. 
my bag of beans was perfect. I elected not to get the grocery store brand beans and got the most authentically Mexican-looking beans that I could find just from the packaging. I was a sucker for the marketing. Uh-huh. I have an interesting pinto bean story. You know those Italian green beans that people eat? It's a flat yeah, yeah. a flat bean. Right. Green beans in a can are, are usually cylindrical, but sometimes they have a it's species a flat. that's flat. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and a lot of people about. know an Italian green beans. Those are the green beans I grew up eating. Oh, okay. I grew up eating the other ones. So when I went to go to the grocery store to buy the beans, I was like, oh, well, I guess it's the Italian green beans. So I bought the Italian green beans. And then later on, what I discovered was my grandmother was a gardener as well. Uh-huh. And she grew big gardens and she grew um, green beans. She grew tomatoes, peppers, potatoes, cucumbers, of course, squash, kind of the basic summer, uh, spring, summer garden. And she grew what she took, what she would go and buy a bag of pinto beans. Okay. Just like what you bought. Uh huh. Dried. And she would plant those. And that would be, and so we ate green pinto beans so so for those of you that don't know apparently this is the gardening show (laughs) that is that a a green bean i mean a pinto bean grows green like any other green bean and then you can pick it young you have to string it and then you can cook a big pot of pinto green beans right or you let it keep going until it gets dried completely dried out and and then that's you shell them and that's when you get the dried Pinto, pinto beans. beans. Yeah. Well, that's what I got. The dried pinto beans. You soak them in water overnight. Now, you don't have to do this, but most recipes that I was looking at, I did a lot of research on pinto beans. I know a lot <laughs> about pinto beans. A lot of those recipes said soak them overnight because it reduces the cooking time. The next morning, I got up early, threw them in a pot. I used broth instead of water. I got 25 different suggestions on that. Yeah, I think you were doing this like super early on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. because Hunter was trying to get out of town. Yeah, it was a cooking day. Yeah, and you wanted to get his food made in time for him to get out of town after lunch. And I cut up an onion in quarters, threw that in. I cut up a single jalapeno, seeded it, and threw it in. I used salt pork because we had some from the farmer's market that I cut off of whenever I need some. I keep it in the freezer. Garlic. A a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, a a couple of shakes of this and that. Just, I, you know, I do that. Mm -hmm. Probably some paprika. (laughs) And you cook them slow and low for four hours. Slow and low, that is the tempo. Now, I want to ask you about the beans, but let's also talk about what I cooked as a companion to those beans, because you're right. My son was in town for Mm -hmm. the weekend. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. And he got the home-cooked meal that your son wanted last week, right? Right, yes. And I made him a huge rack of ribs. Yes, I know, two huge racks of ribs. Yes. I made a ton of ribs Farmers and Farmer's market beans, ribs. And then you contributed to the meal as well. I did. I Well, and we had said in the episode back when we talked about making pinto beans that we were gonna you were going to make some kind of barbecue to go with it. And I said, well, we got to have potato salad. And you said, well, you make the potato salad. And I said, I'll make the potato salad. And so you got to boil the potatoes. So you got some Yukon potatoes, uh-huh. which I told you something interesting about that that I, I thought I would mention and that you... We'll know for next time. And and since it's a gardening show, it's the gardening episode, potatoes that are green are actually not 
good. Don't buy green potatoes. If you I, didn't know that already, don't buy green potatoes. And I normally don't, but you're right. When they, they got, were really when they got re- home, one or two of them were greenish in color and appearance yes. instead of that yeah. They yellow. were just really young. Dumb. They were just really young Yukon thin Yukon potatoes, but they were a little green. What that means is that your potato has gotten the dirt has it's grown outside of the dirt and the sun has hit the potato. Oh, so okay. keep your potatoes covered with dirt when you're growing potatoes. Okay, so potato salad. How do I make potato salad? Tell me. I, I, I don't have a recipe. I hardly use recipes, which is why I make goulash and stew and whatever I'm... But I like the tart and tangy. I like mustard potato salad. As opposed to, say, German potato salad. Sweet potato salad. Okay, right. You know, stuff like that. I like it real creamy. I don't want chunk. I don't want the big hard chunks of potato in there. I want a whole creamy potato salad. So I use pickles, uh, like hamburger, hamburger dill type of pickles, chop those up, maybe put a little bit of the juice in there. I use some garlic and onion powder. Uh-huh. I use celery because that gives it a little bit of crunch. Right. I like boiled eggs, you know, chop up some boiled eggs and put some chopped up boiled. You got to have mayonnaise, of course. And then, of course, you cannot forget that you need your paprika. <laughs> so you add a little bit of paprika into the mixture for the flavoring and then you sprinkle it across the top to add the color. So you've got this beautiful, bright yellow potato salad. The mayonnaise is giving salad, it creaminess, yellow. but the mustard's giving it flavor. In my opinion. Gotcha. Like I, I will I will test the potato salad. You eat I it want as it, you go. I want it to be like tart and salty. That's how we know? do it. Like if I'm cooking a soup, if I'm cooking anything really, a batter, anything, it's like, Aislinn, come in here real quick. Just taste this and then you'll Oh, you always give me the executive well, chef taste. Sure. To make the final decision about how something is. So. so ribs, potato salad, and then finally beans. The beans. Your potato salad, honey, was excellent. It was one of the finest potato salads that I've ever eaten. It was a pleasure and a privilege to eat it. I enjoyed it so, so much. How are my beans? They were not the best beans I've ever eaten. Uh, and and listen, I'll tell you, I told you, I, I mentioned this, I think, that day, and that was, they were a little uh, muddy. They were a little muddy. Oh, I did add a little dirt. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. that's exactly what joke I was. number two no, i get uh, it no i washed the beans <laughs> what do you mean muddy a little too split a little too cooked down so i'd cook them maybe a little too long maybe oh, okay I, I don't know but well, i will I tell you to... there's a particular the same place that makes the best potato salad that i love uh-huh. uh, this mustard potato salad they're also the same place this place actually burned down, so it doesn't even exist anymore. I can't eat there. They made the best beans, and their beans were a clear broth. So the broth, it's almost like a bean soup, you know? It's a real thin... Oh, see, that's interesting because your mom said this... Whole. Yeah, your mom said this is going to break... The broth is going to break down into a creamy broth. I don't like that. I wasn't expecting a clear broth. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I like... I, uh, I like, Back to the bean drawing board. I like the, the whole bean. It's a whole bean. But I also want the bean to be cooked all the way. And I think that that's the thing about Joe Cotton's. I mean, damn, that place made the best barbecue I've ever eaten. They made the best potato salad I've ever eaten. The they made beans. the best beans I've ever been eating. And I want it all exactly that, that way, the way they did it. So I'm a little spoiled, you know. It's a very sad day in the heart of everyone that lived in lives in South Texas when Joe Cotton burned down. Yeah, it's this Texas horrible. monthly story about that out to yeah. post on our social media. Yeah. The ribs, without saying, were excellent. They were very good. They were very yes. good. Back and everybody the loves the board. ribs. Back yeah. to the bean drawing board. Okay. Well, it's fun. You like to cook, and it's something new to try. Yeah. And, and beans is a thing that you can take. Like, once you get beans down... 
when you're going to a potluck or you're going to add to somebody's, you know, thing where it's like, I'm not I'm, taking beans to a potluck until my beans are the most excellent beans you've ever tasted. But some, then I will take but them at to some a point they're yeah. going to be, and you're going to go to a potluck where it's like, they're making the meat and you're supposed to just bring a side and beans are a great and easy side. You to know bring. my cooking pretty, pretty well. We get invited to a potluck. You know, I'm going to do the cooking. What do you ask that I take? One thing. Oh, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, because like it's a no, uh, it's gonna for me. It's gonna topics. be for me. It's gonna be a um. It's gonna be a wild card, and it's gonna be whatever seasonally available. Just go along with the spirit of the question. Um, you, that that is the answer. That okay. is the answer. And you know that whatever it is will be excellent. Yes, of course you're good at it. Just not my beans. My son was home for the weekend from college, and just like we took your son out to the place that he wanted to go, or just get him a good meal, get a good out. restaurant. Yeah. We rallied up the family. Well, and he came home because we weren't going to get to spend Thanksgiving right. with him. And he's still dating a girl right. down here. Right. And he wasn't going to get to spend Thanksgiving with her and do right. some holiday shopping. So we invited her. We invited your so, folks. We invited, yes. uh, we took our daughters, of course, and we went to a crawfish place. I didn't realize, I guess, that this place doesn't serve crawfish out of season. Sometimes you'll find that at a crawfish restaurant. Hardly. I don't know where you find that out of season. So they didn't have crawfish, but we ordered a huge seafood spread with snow crab and the Dungeness crab and boiled shrimp and well, help me out. What else do we have? Well, I, well, we ended up ordering the little street corn things. Yeah, oh yeah, street corn. I, I cheated a little and ate a little you grain. You had a little grain that day? Yeah, I had a little street corn. But it's, you know, when any of our kids come home from school, like everyone rallies. Yeah, hell yeah, we want to go out to eat yeah, with them. And yeah. we went to Mudbugs and had a, a delicious meal. Let's get the food out of the way. Their shrimp was overboiled. Yeah, it wasn't great. But the crab was fantastic. And the margaritas were great. <laughs> that maybe that I I had the snow crab. That was delicious. What I really remember is the fun conversations with Hunter's girlfriend. Right. Now if yeah. you if, now right now, if you haven't heard episode two of this podcast, push pause and go listen to episode two. There you will hear Aislinn tell a hilarious story about bidets yeah. and, and we're not going to tell you that story right now you have to go back to episode two and we'll wait for you and you're back so we had the same girl this is the girl that got the bidet for a gift yes I, we're there at the dinner table and i say so i'm sure you've heard that we are, we're doing this podcast and we have mentioned you and we specifically told the bidet story mm -hmm. and she grins real big and i say so i can't promise you we won't talk about this again but tell me you know what do you think about the bidet and she's like oh i love the bidet the bidet is <laughs> i love it it's the greatest thing i think about hunter every time i go to the bathroom oh that's exactly no she didn't say that i she, know that's, <laughs> what, that's, that's the only place that my mind can go the funniest part was that she goes well, my mom doesn't really like it that much, which I think is great because that's, that's that exactly feels like the, the same female gender yeah, specific yeah, yeah. From in this house. And she goes, but my dad sneaks into my bathroom to use it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm cracking up over it. The whole thing is hilarious. And she's the sweetest girl. She's so polite. And all I can think is like, we know her dad. Uh -huh. like, you, well, I went to high school with him. Yeah. And I, and I think. He threw the best high school part. Never mind. Go ahead. I, I, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Sorry, judge. Oh, uh, right. Uh, so th that's what I was about to say. And now I'm imagining the judge on the bidet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh, it's good. And 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 she's super cute and you know, funny. You and... never dated a girl. Like being a boy, dating a girl, you want to impress that dad. You want to impress that dad. You want to impress that dad more than really anything. Because if the dad accepts you, then you know you're golden. Way to go, Hunter. Way to go, son. You've done it <laughs> in the most unconventional way. Solid, solid. That was a fun and interesting night. We had kicked the night off even before the food. Bidet part two, number two, if you will. Number two. Go ahead. We had actually kicked off the night a little earlier with um, one of our pl- favorite places in town to go and get cocktails. Yo, oh, boy. Craft cocktails. Right. Which I suppose, if I'd have really thought this through, me at the movie theater in a movie at 9 o'clock after starting with cocktails at okay. 6 o'clock. Yeah. What, what, what did you get at the, the post? What did you get? Uh, I got a Liberty. Lady Liberty? La- something like that. Lady yeah. Liberty. I don't even remember what is in it. It's got gin. I got there's, a, uh, there's a bartender there. named Li- Her name is Liberty. And right. she's like, that's my drink. Yeah, and she you know. named that drink. I yeah. got a Sazerac. Sazerac. Yes. Yeah. I like that one. That's one I like to get. So we did that. Cocktails, mud bugs, eating crab, cracking crab, wearing our bibs, talking bidets. The night was not over. So so all the young kids all got in the car and Hunter drove everybody home and we got in the car and we went to the movie theater. My parents met us there and we went and saw uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. And I, yeah. you know, I have another podcast called Beer in a Movie where we talk about movies. You can yes. hear our Beer in a Movie review if you just go over there and search for the Jojo Rabbit episode. And listen to Jojo Rabbit. I, I liked Jojo Rabbit. I thought that it was visually appealing, which is a thing that matters to me. That's your favorite category on Netflix? Yes, on anything. That's, That's the- why you've hung with me for so long. Because you're so visually appealing. Thank you. You are visually appealing. Thank you. Uh, it's why I like Wes Anderson. Right. It's why I like Quentin Tarantino. Right. That's my thing. I will tell you that this isn't really a condemnation of the movie per se, but after the Liberty and the Margarita <laughs> and some champagne and Alamo Draft House, I fell asleep in the movie. <laughs> You took a really expensive nap. I called it a near-perfect film, and I believe everyone should see it. The Golden Globe nominations came out today, and it is nominated for Best... Uh, what do they call it? I don't. I hate their nominations are dumb. Screenplay? No, Best Film, uh, Comedy, or Musical. Interesting. I-, I would like to go back and watch it again. We will. Then, So then now we're on to the second night of, of Hunter, Hunter Being, Being Home. Home. Right. Having spent time with us, having spent time with Cameron, he calls you and says, can you build us a fire in the fire pit? I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before, that one of the first little house projects I did when we moved in here was put a fire pit into the backyard. That was important that we have a central kind of like place-making situation in the back. I like to be outside. It's yeah. a huge part of me being... You prefer to be outside than inside. Well, when I'm well, I'm I'm spending time outside. You got your hands in the dirt or you're soaking in the sun. Yes. I know and, that about you. And the fire pit was an easy first step in... In a new yard that we don't know yet. And now if you look at it, it's got gardens and chickens and (laughs) all kinds of stuff going on out there. But on this particular night, it was perfect weather. And you did build a fire for Mm -hmm. Hunter. He had asked specifically for you to pick up stuff to make s'mores. Right. So... My favorite dinner is not really a dinner. Your favorite meal. My favorite meal. Very simple. Three ingredients. Yeah. And 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 here's the thing. There there's an art to it. There's a craft to it. I feel like it's my duty. Duty speaking, number speak, two. Speaking of bidets. <laughs> I feel like it's my 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 duty to tell the story every single time I make a s'more. Right. About how to make a s'more. Oh. The correct Oh, you really do consider yourself a professional. 
I am an expert. Well, then allow me to sit at your feet and teach me a wise one. making a s'mores. So after you took the, the hangers. You're the and Gandalf of the mallow. The Gandalf of the chocolate mallow. You took the, the hangers, of course. You know, everybody takes the hangers. Spreads the hangers out. I, I see I would, these. I, hate, I see I hate these this richies. Crap, by the way, I no, see these I richies good... that, that that buy these fancy like electronic. You, they rotate your marshmallow in the fire. Well, no, no, that's no. a little cheaty. You take a wire hanger, you untwist it, you straighten it out, and then you poke one end into the fire for a good like ten minutes and let it get like red hot and burn off all the paint and other crap that they put onto the hanger. <laughs> the lead. And then you're, you're good to go. Now you're breathing lead. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> That's the so. secret fourth ingredient. <laughs> so you take your marshmallows and you put one or two marshmallows on the end of your stick. I'm now, a two mallow man. Okay. Now here's the other part of it that's important. Mm -hmm. You actually have to be ready. What do you mean? You have to have your graham cracker uh -huh. and you have to have your piece of Hershey chocolate bar or whatever, dark chocolate, whatever. Maybe you use Ghirardelli. I don't care, whatever. But you have to have it no, ready. No, 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 no. You're the pro. What chocolate should be purchased for the perfect s'more? Hershey's. I agree. Either milk chocolate or dark chocolate. Yeah, we want Either milk. one is fine. We want milk as yes. per your request, yes. I think. Yes. So you're so, saying pre-construction is important. Absolutely. Ah. You have to be. You have to have a place where you can have a graham cracker bottom, Hershey on top, marshmallow melting, another graham cracker in your hand, ready, ready to, to receive. To make the sandwich. To receive it. I got you. Okay, now, how do you roast your marshmallow? You're asking, you're telling. I'm telling you. Please do. Okay. You have to roast the marshmallow. You have to get it down, not in the flame, uh -huh. but near the flame, under, like in there. Don't don't dip it in the sand or in the, the ash. Get real careful. Get in there, and you have to get that marshmallow nice and toasty and gooey. And you have to be careful not to drop the marshmallow off. Like You, you can can't goo get it so gooey until right it falls the, right off of right. the thing. No, no, no. The second you know that it's gooey, but it's about that it's too close to falling off, you set it on fire. Oh. And then you blow it out. Okay. So now it's got a little bit of that black ah. char on the outside, but it's gooey and melted on the inside all the way like through. Like the burnt tip of a beautiful brisket. Perfect. I see. And right now, right when it's perfect, you've charred it, everything, you take your pre-ready bottom and your top, you get a, you get a helper, uh -huh. and they hold it out, and then you put the marshmallow, and you squeeze, and you pull it off the end of the thing, and you've got it. It's perfect. It's Your chocolate is melting. Your marshmallow uh, is yeah. squished and gooed. Yeah. You have a perfect s'more. I, I win the award. I'm going to endorse your method because I have seen so many novices believe that what you're supposed to do is set that marshmallow on fire first thing you and then blow it out. You can't be impatient about it. Yeah, because do it right. Your technique, we'll call it the uh, Aislinn technique, <laughs> it gets that marshmallow gooey, like you said. Gooey means warmed up and hot. And then, when, like you said, when you pull it off using the two graham crackers to scrape and pull, uh -huh, uh -huh. that hot marshmallow is now melting the chocolate. Yep. How many times have you had a shitty s'more? Where it's just a burnt marshmallow, a hard, piece of, a hard piece of chocolate, and a crunchy, a crunchy thing. Man, that, those were bad. That you was... have impressed me. I wish that my beans were half as good as your s'mores were. Yeah, that that crappy marshmallow is back in the days of church camp or whatever mm -hmm. when you're making s'mores. They, they, but they're, nobody's they're, they're, there. They're spitting them out as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, nobody's not there the time like into encouraging it. you to really know the craft right. of s'more making. Mm -hmm. They're just feeding you chocolate and I sugar see. and shit. Move on. Get out of here. Right. Praise Jesus. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? I'm taking the sorry oh out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, there's okay, no... So... If, if, a, if a dinner table and a great meal is going to kickstart conversation, 
a fire pit really does too. Well, Lily and Cameron have some classes together. And I, I find that they're my my Lily Lily Liz my Lily Lily my Lily 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 I'm just gonna let you do it and see how long it goes. You're Lily, yes. She's a little gossipy. She loves a good story. I am too. So I I like it when they when she gets her gossip thing going. Yeah, and so and so her and Cameron always have a story to discuss, and they must have a class together because all of a sudden she goes. Oh my God, I've heard a new story. And there's this, apparently this funny kid that they all like and like to chitter chatter about. Yeah. And apparently last year he told Lily in a scale of one to 10 as a hot girl, 10 and a not hot girl at one. Right. This is so demeaning, by the way, now that I think about it, the whole thing. <laughs> but if they didn't understand that hey, they wel- just giggle to, about this kid and they like him, it's fun and whatever. They say he, he, he tells Lily. the locker room corner of dinner table talk. Oh, Lily, you're a three. Oh, ouch. Ouch. So she has this great story. You don't attain to be a three. He comes, she comes, he comes back to class this year and she says, now, now tell me, am I still a three? And he says, no, no, no. You're a, <laughs> you're a six now. Wow. And it was, so she, that was a one year. She grew up age, over the summer. That was a one year age difference. I guess so. God, I don't next know. year she'll be a nine. I don't know. She's going to be mad at us for telling this story, the story, And the following year, she's going to break the scale. <laughs> she's a beautiful young woman. Oh, uh, that three and that, was that just. that boy better shut up. It's funny. Well, this mama comes and wrangs his neck. It's funny. The ignoring technique the i'm going to say that you're not as good as you are technique that boys have used and Mm -hmm. i probably used that back in the day (laughs) it was in my arsenal if i ignore them then that's gonna give me some juice yeah she is attractive but let me not fall victim to her attractiveness and i'll three what was the uh, did you recall in elementary school bring it maybe late for sure late elementary school maybe even junior high okay there was somebody that you discovered. So I'm gonna, my example is going to be, let's say it's seventh grade now, right? Okay. And all of a sudden your friend comes over and says, hey, did you know that Rebecca had a crush on you in sixth grade? Okay, I'm in seventh grade and I learned that year that Rebecca had a crush on me last year. Yeah. Okay, go and, ahead. And then you go, oh, I had a crush on Rebecca the whole year too. How did that not happen? And it's because you're always trying so hard to be so cool and not and like coy and, and like not care, like not. And you don't, you, you can't imagine that they like you because they're so mean to you, but you like them. I would have found out that Rebecca liked me somehow and pursued Rebecca back in sixth grade. Well, I can see his face, know his name, the boy that I went, oh, well, I liked him back then. I'm surprised that he liked me, and I wish I would have known. The first time that I ever, we called it, it, it changes what you call it. Uh-huh. Now it's, they're talking. Yeah, what did you call it? Going around. We went around. We talked too, though. What was the first year that you went around with a boy? Meaning they were your boyfriend or whatever. Well, actually, it was in fourth grade. Mine was fifth. Ter- Four- Teresa. Fourth grade. And we, we literally went around because during PE, you could walk around the... Oh, I thought you yeah, just got dizzy and fell over. <laughs> no. Well, you could walk you could walk around the, the playground on the track and we went around. Oh, and... Y'all just took it literally. Hey, you know those uh, those lollipop things that Savannah's been selling for like some kind of fundraiser or yes, whatever? Yes, We had that back then. Okay. For 4-H, I sold them. You okay. know, whatever. He bought me a lollipop. Whoa. They were 50 cents. Whoa. <laughs> 
So now we're on to that part of the evening where we pull a card from the table topics, which, hey, by the way, uh, I don't know what version this is or whatever. Right. But I was up in San Antonio this past weekend. You can buy some that are like different versions. I know. Well, so someday maybe we're going to need some of those after 400 episodes. Table Topics is a sponsor of this show. They just haven't figured out that they need to reach out yet. Oh. We should already have had in the mail every single Table Topics available. Of course we should have. I will make sure that they hear this episode. Very good. So, okay. What, so What versions are there? I, I, one of them I think I saw was like celebrity, uh, camping. I don't know. Okay. So come just, on, table topics. Exactly. How many free plugs you want? Come on, come on. Now we love your product. You, you, you've pulled the table topics so card. I've, I've never heard it before. You've never heard it. Okay. What's the best birthday party you can imagine? What is the best birthday party that I could imagine? I've had some of the best birthday parties. A birthday party that I've had that I'm going to have again in July. We're, okay. go, we're going back to the salon. For the rest of my life, I want to do a salon birthday party. And it's simple. Uh-huh. You pick a place. I prefer a restaurant because the star of the salon is the interaction. And I don't want to have to be cooking or thinking about the, the, the food part of it. The food is provided by the restaurant. You invite your friends and you say, we would prefer it if you brought something creative to share with the group. In the past, a family, some friends of ours, brought musical instruments and the four of them played a song. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, somebody played a pizza box. Someone once. played a, the pizza box as percussion while the other guy played guitar and they sang yeah, a song. I brought good. a painting that I painted and uh -huh. gave to someone there randomly. Uh huh. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a poem. We I, made the kids do it too, which they're, some of the kids are real nervous about that kind of right, stuff. A friend of ours brought a stand up bass. I mean, the, it. Yeah. The limitations are only the imagination of the guests. Yeah. And some fun. people some people sit quietly and enjoy the whole night and there's no pressure on them to do anything. Because uh -huh. yeah. your presence really is all that we're looking for. Yeah. We share a great meal. Yeah. We'll usually provide the wine and dinner table talks just unfold like you've never seen before. Exactly. No gifts, please. Yes. That is my favorite birthday party. I will be doing that for forty eight. Okay, 48. Listen to me. Wow, I thought we're getting close to 50. I thought <gasps> mentally, will I say the number? And I did. And you did the so exact big. opposite of what I intended, that I, what I hoped that you would do. It was do. so much bigger than I was expecting. Je <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Well, it was so much bigger than I was expecting. Thing, one of the best things you can do when you are approaching 50 is already have lost your hair. Like, I've already gone over that. One of the best things you can do to a man is to say, oh, it was bigger than I was expecting. There you go. I'll take it any way I can. Any way I can. Okay. All right. So same question back at you. What's the best birthday party you can imagine? Okay. So I've been thinking about this. And truth be told, when you have a big event and you're the star of the show, you need to and want to talk to everybody there. Right. Right. And in certain circumstances... You just had a birthday party. I did. And and we're, I hope we talk about this maybe. I think we should probably talk about it next week. Okay, good. What I think is that I get overwhelmed with a lot of people... We should have saved this question for next week. Go ahead. Oh, I know. Yeah, but go it, ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's perfectly timed for, you know, whatever. Coming so, soon. 
You, you get overwhelmed with a large crowd? I do. And I want to be able to talk to everyone and the table gets too long. And I've seen uh, you do that. You really like to give everyone an equal amount of attention. Well, and what ends up happening a lot of times is certain people that I haven't gotten to sit down to dinner with in a long time and almost always my best friend is there and almost always my children are there. And so there are people there that I want time with. Mm-hmm. And so then it's hard to like give time to everybody I want to spend time with. And I love the dinner table conversations that come from. So what I want is a birthday dinner that happens maybe several nights in a row. And I, I know that's so, oh, you know, seven nights of birthday parties. No, I don't want seven nights of birthday parties. But what I want is six people sitting down. These six Three people. Three times. Th- these six people. These six people. These six people. That's so that I can focus on those people at that time. I don't need a cake every time. I don't need you to sing me happy birthday every time. So I don't really, I mean, I don't know how you would make that a birthday party, but for me, that's the best birthday party. But I love the salon. I mean, I love that. I would say, I would say though, that the party that we're going to talk about next week was about as perfect a birthday party for you as could have been planned. Agreed. It it would have been too many people. We got to stop. We got to stop. Okay. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. But, But can I drill down? What about, and again, it's your birthday party. So yes. while some of the concepts that you've already said might be a little weird to me, I wouldn't want to do three nights. But okay, if you do, I'll, I'll be there. Oh, can, I, can I come all three nights? <laughs> oh, yes, of course. You're no, my date. That, that laugh was weird. You're my date. What about an all day with two hour increments? Oh. Maybe like an open house. It's time for you to leave because I've got more guests coming. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there's people, like, even as it's gone by, I think about people that I'm like, oh, you should have come to my birthday. Three nights. Like, like I had uh, drinks with Beth tonight. Uh-huh. She should have come to my birthday. Three. Well, you told it's, me to stop inviting people. I know. It's Ki- it's Kimberly Rios' birthday today or yesterday. She's one of my closest Sagittarius friends. I've known she her forever. She should have been there. She should have been there. Okay, so three nights in a row, three different restaurants? Yeah. I, I don't know how you make it happen. Or I'm not or, satisfied with or, your answer. Or, I don't think that it's fully fledged. I don't think it's fully or, fleshed out. I don't think that you. It's not fully fledged out. And and you like and, small gatherings, but you can. But traditionally, but you only have friends, one birthday party. But I have lots of friends. So you just want multiple but, birthday parties. I want multiple birthday parties. Wait, actually, I thought about this because um, this friend of yours that I know, I actually went to one of her things and she would do like a week of birthday things. Okay. Which I think that that's probably the way to do it. And there's no like you get invited to this and you get invited to this. It's just this is what I'm doing for my birthday. We're going to go get pedicures. Let me. If you want to come to that, come. RCP, if you want to come, come. We're going to go to the botanical gardens. If you want to come to the Botanical It's one of gardens, my favorite places I'd like to, for you to we're, come. We're going to go have a big dinner, a big dinner out. Right. We're going to have da-da-da-da-da. And so the best friends, the husband, the parents, those people are around in the appropriate things or whatever. Then there's people that are in and out for this and that and whatever. And so maybe that's what it is that I need to think about it that way. That just always seems so like so much. But at the same time, that's exactly what it is. Like I ate lunch by myself on my birthday. And then had a huge, beautiful party. I would have loved to have had, you know. Lunch come to that or, okay. You know, just a little, like I need more time with people. You have to listen to this 11 months from now so you can prepare yourself for the best birthday you'll ever have. 42, I'm coming at you. 42? Oh my God. Hey, I just turned one foot 40, in the grave. I just turned forty-one, so I got a long way to go. Okay, so we kind of previewed what's coming up next week, and you aren't going to want to miss it. 
it was a dinner table talks birthday party. Those are the best. Hey, thanks so much for pulling up a chair and joining us for Dinner Table Talks. We have a lot to talk about. You can always learn more and help us spread the word all across social media. Check out at our Dinner Table Talks on Facebook and Instagram. And for you Twitter users, at dinner underscore talks. Visit our website at dinnertabletalks.com or shoot us an email at talk at dinnertabletalks.com. We look forward to hearing from you.